Hi guys, this is April, also known as the Soul Coach. This is episode 24. Hi guys, so this episode is all about healing past wounds. This is so important when you're on your spiritual path because how can you ascend and move forward and move up if you're carrying luggage, if you're carrying heavy bags? One of my favorite songs by Erica Badu is Bag Lady. When it first came out, I wasn't, I understood what she was saying, but I didn't get the full meaning of what Bag Lady meant. But when I like read through her lyrics, it was amazing. I talked about in a previous podcast about being whole within your relationship. And that means being whole within yourself. Being whole within yourself first before you jump into a relationship. I know so many people jump from relationship to relationship, situation to situation, situationship to situationship. And you guys know what I mean. And and it's just it's like I think of uh, Charlie Brown's pig pen. All you're doing is collecting dirt, drama, all the hurt and pain from past relationships, childhood wounds, whatever. And it's just like this mess. And then you go into another relationship and then you project all this dirt and mess like pig pen and this boom. And then you put it on that relationship and that relationship doesn't work. And you point the finger at your partner and then you jump to another relationship. And that is what you do. And it is the most harmful thing you can do to yourself. That is not a reflection of self-love. Self-love is having personal accountability, clearing the things that you need to clear, Have try to have an understanding of what that hurt meant. Feel that hurt, don't bury it, heal it, and then move on from there. And I think that in combination with seeing a professional, a therapist, along with seeing a a spiritual coach or life coach, it's essential to your growth. Because especially uh, us as black people, and I mean, I know I have listeners from all ethnicities, but I'm just saying for, for me being a black woman and for my culture and my community, it's frowned upon seeing a therapist. But I feel like now with mental health awareness being on the rise that is so important because we and I'm talking about black people (laughs) especially ones in the south like we go to church we go to church and we'll pray our way through it and we'll read a scripture and then you know and then it'll go away it does not work that way that is not how you heal wounds uh that's how you can get started you can pray you can pray to god or whatever you believe in and be like you know what I know something's wrong. Help me. And when and when God, universe, Yahweh, whoever you believe in gives you the tools like, hey, you'll continue to see like a therapist on the TV or like if you're going through your phone and then there's like this ad for a therapist, that is spirit in the universe telling you, you need to get help. You need to find someone that can help you dig and get deep into the wounds that you carry. In Erica Badu's song, she says, and I quote, one day all them bags gonna get in your way. 
bag lady, you're going to miss your bus. You can't hurry up because you got too much stuff. When they see you coming, niggas take off running for from you. It's true. Oh, yes, they do. Because a lot of times, men and women can see the disaster coming towards them. They can see that you're a hot mess. They can see, like, oh, my God, what is all this? I know that I have been that woman. I've been on dates with guys, and they're like, who hurt you? (laughs) And I'm like, wait, what? Because we're so guarded. Because we didn't heal those wounds. We're so guarded, and we think that everybody that we meet is going to treat us like the the guy previously. And that's just not, not true. Um... It happens that way, like if you're dating someone and then they broke your heart and then you go into the next relationship, you didn't heal from what that guy broke your heart. So you're manifesting the same thing because you didn't learn that lesson. And it's just a, it's a cycle that continues over and over and over again. It's just like, I always look at a guy that I've dated in his relationship with his mother. I think about how is that relationship because your parents are the first ones that teach you how to love the opposite sex. If you have a strain or an estranged relationship with your father, mother, or whatever, it's going to reflect in your relationships. And it it just, it is what it is. So I'm going to talk about all of those things and how I personally have healed some of my past, my childhood wounds and things that I did spiritually um, so that I wouldn't carry that baggage along. And do I get stuck sometimes? Absolutely, because I'm human. But once you learn the lesson and stop projecting your personal hurt onto other people, then you'll see that things are not always the way they seem. And that's why having personal accountability is so important because It teaches you that the person that you're dating and the person that you're with is a reflection of you. Especially in a twin flame journey, you guys are mirrors. You guys are reflecting back to each other the same thing but in a different way, right? So let's get started on this week's episode, Healing Past Wounds. All right, you guys. So one of the things that I do with this podcast is I try to be very transparent. Uh, I am coming out with a book next year. And uh, and I just feel that being transparent as a, a life coach and a spiritual coach is very important. Because it shows you that I am being my true authentic self. And I have nothing to hide. <laughs> Now I'm not going to tell you all my business and all my tea, but I'm definitely going to share stories about, excuse me, about myself that is relatable to the subject. And also that you can, so that I can build trust with you so you can hire me to be your coach. However, um, I have noticed that every single client that I've uh, had, um, everything about them is something relatable in their story that I've been through. And I just remember going through so many different things in my life because I'm such a late bloomer. Like, I'm like, 
why am I going through this? And then why do I have close friends that are going through these things that I have to be involved in? And it's because of this right now, because God was like, okay, I have to give you the quote unquote knowledge and education of how you can help other people down the road. And I just didn't understand for so long why, like, I had to go through all these different hardships. And I'm like, man, like, why why do I have to do all this stuff? Like, it just felt like work a lot of times because by nature, I'm an empath. And, of course, I can feel people's emotions. And then, like, I just dealt with so much through relationships and friends. And I'm like, I don't even understand why this is. But now... You know, within the last year, I realized like, oh, I get it now because I started, you know, getting clients that had different things that were similar to friends or family or myself. And I'm like, oh, so that's why I went through that. So I can teach and have an understanding of where that person is coming from. So it's very important that when you go through these lessons that you learn them. You learn them and then you ask spirit to show me, show me what I need to learn so I can move to the next. I think that's very important when you wanting to heal certain wounds that you've had. And like I said previously, it's very important that you have a therapist, a life coach, a spiritual coach, some, somebody that is there to to help you along on your path. A lot of times we feel like we're supposed to do this alone and you can't. You cannot do this alone. Through my uh, spiritual awakening, I've had several spiritual teachers that have come into my life uh, because uh, spirit has sent them to me. They were like pulled. They were like literally put in my path. Like, okay, you need some help on this journey, and that is what coaching and spiritual coaching is. And that's what makes me a very good coach because of that. Uh, that understanding that I am here as a vessel to help you along on your your path. It's just like a baby learning to walk and you let go and the baby starts walking. And that's exactly what I do. Uh, so I am very transparent in a lot of the things that I'm going through. And I know some of my exes are probably listening to my podcast to see if I mention their name, but I will never mention anybody's name. However, I will mention a situation. So, that being said, healing these past wounds. When I first met Miss Pat, which I've talked about previously, she's uh my first spiritual teacher, but she's the most influential because she really taught me about chakras, kundalini. She taught me like the foundation of my spirituality. When I first met her, I was engaged. No, I was not engaged. This was before my engagement. I was in a relationship with my ex-fiance. Sorry about that car. It's in the background. Anyway, um, he was military. Well, my father was military. So I, she was like, so tell me about your past relationships. Because I was always complaining to her about like, yeah, he didn't do this and he doesn't do that. So she didn't get involved into like the the pettiness of it. She was just like, so tell me about your previous relationship before him. Well, tell me about that previous relationship. Well, do you know the common thread that you have going on with these relationships? You're dating men that's like your father. So what is it that you need to heal about your father? Because it's showing up in your relationships. When she did that exercise with me, I literally was like, oh, my God, I'm dating my father. <laughs> like, what is going on? And um, 
really sitting down, and I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast, it's like sitting down, you know, I love the kitchen table, (laughs) sit down at your table, at your desk, even the office in your house, you need to sit down and get quiet and you need to write. Pen to paper is very important. I get it. Like, I have an iPad. I got a MacBook. I got two phones. I'm telling you, like, I get it. I'm always on one or two or three of them all at once. I get it. I do. However, I write a lot. And I I love to write. Because there's something about the pen, the paper, and your thoughts that uh, that are magical. Well, when I sat down and I looked at previous relationships and the common thread that I was getting and the common opportunities that was coming up in all of my relationships, I realized that there was a part of me that hadn't healed from my father. You know, I felt abandoned by my parents because they let me stay with my grandparents while my brother stayed with them. And I was resentful for a long time for my brother because he got the experience of my parents and I had to stay with my grandparents who were way old and um they were like really really old and then like I took care of them but like my grandmother taught me all these skills that I know today like it was meant to be but at, at that time being young I was about tw- well I would spend majority of my life with them until my grandfather died when I was 22 but anyway um Long story short, like I literally was felt abandoned because I was like, why do not, why do I not have the experience of my parents while my brother did and I have to deal with these old people? <laughs> like I was like, what is that? And, uh, and I was back in a day when grandparents were actually old and not like in their forties. Okay. So anyway, uh, I had abandonment issues going into relationships and from childhood. So how did that show up in my relationships? <laughs> I felt like I needed to be perfect in the relationship. So I needed to like always be available, cook and clean. Whenever they wanted sex, I gave to them. Like it was like I needed to be picture perfect because I did not want them to leave. And in and in that, and then I would give all of myself in these relationships, right? And not allowing the man to give to me, I just overtook it. And there's a lot of it to do with my personality. Uh, you know, everybody, I'm a Leo. I'm a, I'm a natural born leader. So I'm already have a bossy attitude. And so I'm, I just overpowered the relationship. And I'm like, well, we're going to do this. This is what, you know, because I wanted to be in control of the relationship so they wouldn't leave. And that is smothering for a man, a true man that wants to take the lead. So I had to learn that in several relationships, not just one or two, because I didn't get my lesson. I pointed the finger and be like, oh, he didn't do this. He didn't do that. I'm the best thing ever came to him, blah, 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 blah. And then I I repeated the same thing in, in the next relationship. And then the next until I took a break from dating. And when I took that break from dating, I pulled myself out of the, I pulled my partner out of the relationship and started looking at my characteristics and looking at my behaviors instead of always saying, well, you know, he was crazy and you know, he was this, hmm. he was a reflection of what you were giving to him. Let me say that again. He was a reflection of what you were giving to him. 
And we do this all the time until we check ourselves or get somebody to check us. And a lot of times, you know, we, and I know for me, somebody can tell me what I'm doing and I still won't get it. But it's a certain way, certain somebody could tell you something, you know, and you'd be like, man, that's exactly what I was doing. Man, you're absolutely right. I was repeating these cycles. I was bringing this hurt of abandonment from my childhood onto this relationship. So I just felt like I needed to hold on so tight. And I literally, like recently, within the last couple of years, the last few years, I really kind of got that. And a lot of people ask me, like, why aren't you in a relationship? Like, why has it taken you so long? It's been five years. You know, you haven't been in a steady relationship because I'm like, I need to fix myself. All these years of dating and jumping from men to men to man and dating and doing all this stuff and not healing a single thing within me. I was the bag lady. I was carrying all this junk with me and didn't even know. And I kept, I didn't understand like why I was showing up in my relationships. And I would get so angry because I've given so much of myself in this relationship. And I point the finger. And then I'm like, have I even allowed him to give to me? Was I that smothering that I was like, you can't do this. I'm going to do it. This is it. I just took control. I took over the male role in the relationship because of the abandonment. That's some deep shit, isn't it? (laughs) That's some deep shit. Let me just tell you, I literally like figured this out a few years ago. And that's why I stopped dating. That's why I'm celibate. Like, I literally was like, oh, my God, what have I been doing? And I and, and when you look into your birth chart, uh, astrocafe.com is, like, fantastic. All you got to do is plug in your birth date, time, and place that you were born. And that's all on your birth certificate. When you do that, it is absolutely amazing when you go through like your like your your son and the planets and the alignment and everything I noticed that when I was born because we all have feminine and masculine energy within us that's a yin and a yang when I was born I had this extreme amount of masculinity in me which explains a lot because the masculine energy is all about doers and going and do and, and getting stuff done. But it's it's and a woman is a nurturer, right? And we, we go through things, we're smart, we plan, you know, and it's the having a combination of both and creating that balance between the masculine and the feminine energy within ourselves, which is very important and Reiki does that. However, when I was born I had all this masculine energy. And I said, well, Mal, that that makes sense on why I'm just so, you know, <laughs> I don't know if that's like a roar, a lion's roar, but I am. And so since I noticed that, I've noted, I like, it's a conscious effort for me to be a little softer. It's a comfort, it's a, a, a conscious effort for me to allow the man to lead. Let me let him lead, you know, and I'm not about all these like roles and things like that, but I'm just saying though, like, As a woman and you're in a relationship with a man, let 
the man lead. Let him make a decision. Let him do this, you know? And women, like, we're smarter. Duh. We're, what do we say we're going to do? Like, you know what I mean? And, it's, and you just can't do that. You have to learn to create the balance between the two. Um, And a lot of relationships, like older relationships, they get that. My parents got it. My grandparents got it. Uh, and it was a, it's important to create that balance. You know, a lot of women nowadays are like CEOs of companies and we're out here getting in and doing it. And it's okay to be in a professional environment where you wear pants and you're out here doing it and, and getting, and getting shit done and so forth and that, and that's good. But when you're home and you're in a relationship and a marriage, you need to allow the man to, to have his role as a male, you know? Um, soften a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and, and this is just, you know, how, what I feel. And in my experience, that was my number one problem is that I would be in control and I, I did, and I, this is what's going to happen. And I'm going to overpower this relationship because I don't want this person to leave. And they always leave. Well, actually, you know, because I've pushed them away. It's me pushing them away. So think about that. I've done all this work to grab this man, overpower him, control everything, and then subconsciously I'm pushing them away. Or I'll just leave because I'm like, you're not doing exactly what I want you to do. Your expectations of what I put on you, you cannot meet. So I'm going to leave or I'm going to push you away. Every relationship I've been in, it's been like that. Every single one. That's why I stopped dating. That's why I'm always on a fence on being in a relationship. Because I was like, I need to make sure that I check myself. I need to make sure that I'm not carrying baggage and hurt and pain from previous relationships onto this. I'm not clearing and cleansing and healing myself. But I'm going to jump into this relationship because that's what I want. And a lot of times spirit and the universe test us. You've learned that lesson, April? Have you? Okay. Well, let me put this little carrot in front of you. Let's see how you've learned that lesson. You're going to pass or fail. And you're going to repeat the lesson until you get it. The number one problem that I see with a lot of my clients is, uh, A, they don't want to do the work. Because it's work. Uh, They want this magical pill to happen. It's not going to happen. You have to do the work. In order to grow, you have to do the work in order to ascend. You have to do the work in order to be grounded with the universe so you can have a flow of life. You have to do the work. And the work is not beautiful. The work is hard. It's tough. You're going to cry. You're going to be like, I don't even know why I signed up to be a, to, for her to like, I'm paying this woman for her to bring up these old wounds. I'm paying her to like, I got to do work. Yeah, you, you got to do some work. And it's, and it's tough for me, you know, because as a, you know, I'm an empath and I'm also intuitive. I can see like, like from the first assignment, which clients are going to get in, which one or not. I can tell when one, when some clients are just trying to hurry up and get through the four weeks. And I can tell when some clients are like, man, I didn't really know that I had to dig this deep. I didn't know that I had to create a will of balance. I didn't know that I had to create a daily routine. I didn't know I need to drink water and eat right. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, what does that have to do with being a coach? What do I, why do I have to do that? You know, it's just so funny to me. But anyway, uh, being able to clear those wounds are so important, especially when you have childhood traumas. So let's talk about different traumas and childhood traumas that have happened to you to so that you aren't repeating the cycle in your relationships and in your life. All right, you guys. So I wanted to do a little clarification on the male and female energy. I had to pull my Reiki book because I wanted to make sure that I'm clear on like what masculine energy is and what female energy is and, and what that is within yourself. Because it is being able to create that balance. When you do your birth chart, and there's so many different birth charts out there that you can do, um, see where your masculine energy is and where your female energy is, and just having the awareness so that you can be able to create the balance within yourself when you recognize it. Once I realized that I had so much masculine in my chart, then I was like, okay, so that means I need to sit back and I need to relax. Um, So the left side of the body is the female energy. That energy is allowing accepting, being, flowing, and receiving, right? Because as a woman, we receive the man, right? So the right side is the male energy. It's active, make things happen, structure, doing, and organization. So the importance of creating a balance, well, the importance of you figuring out what, you hold the most of will help you create balance when you're in a relationship. That's what I wanted to say. Okay, <laughs> Like my brain is working way faster than I'm talking and I'm like, and I don't want, I just wanted to be clear on that. So anyway, let's talk about childhood traumas. So I want you to do this little exercise. I want you to write down During your childhood, and that's up until the age 18, what happened to you that really shifted your thought process in ways when it came to the opposite sex? What happened to you? Because we all had something that's in our childhood that shifted us. And to let the, that we're no longer in a child state of mind, right? Um, in the spiritual world, we talk about the age of 12. Age of 12 is very important because that is when you are held responsible for your actions in your life. Like you are like responsible, right? Up until the age of 12, you are receiving. You're like an antenna. You get downloads. And that's why it's so important for when you have children, because the children nowadays that are born, um, like my se- my son's seven, they are different. And they are different because they're more advanced than we are uh, spiritually because the the world is shifting into a 4D uh, realization. And I'm not going to get into all of that. So we're shifting from a three-dimensional to four-dimensional slowly. And, and this is called the new earth. In a new earth and it's a consciousness, consciously, consciously, <laughs> we 
are being more awakened. There's more people that are awakening because we are doing this shift. Some people will not be able to be in the physical during the 4D transformation. Children nowadays, they are different because of the shift. So it's very important if you have a young son, daughter, you know, a young child in your household that you are allowing them to be free with their spirituality and be free with their sexuality and be open and free. Don't put a blanket on them. Be allowing and be open. Tap into that female energy that you have. It's so important because... Me being open with my son about what he sees and what he doesn't see, what he sees with his two eyes and what he sees with his third eye are two different things. Um, I think that that is key for breaking generational curses. I think it's key for um, not being so close-minded and being open so that when we move into this four density that we aren't left behind. And the importance of that and the reason that I'm talking about that is because in our childhood, we have these traumas that we have, that we all have. Rather, you were raped, molested, abandoned, whatever that might be. So you sit down at your kitchen table <laughs> and you sit down and write what that trauma was. It could be that your mom wasn't present. It could be that your dad wasn't present. It could be that, you know, you were waiting for your dad to come pick you up. He never did. Because there's something with that. It's something with the opposite sex that you need to think about that happened in your childhood. I know I can name several things that happened to me. If it's one, it's one. If it's several, list them. List those things and, you know... Before before I even go into it, let me just tell you a story. There was something that happened to me when I was eight years old, about eight or nine years old, that I didn't even realize happened to me because I blocked it and buried it until I was, I don't know how old I was. I want to say about five or six years ago that it came up. Decades later. Is that not insane? And it was like, I don't even know what triggered it, but something triggered and it was like a flash. And it was like my third eye was like, and I could see the memories were coming back on what happened to me when I was eight years old. And I was like, oh, this explains why I have that part of me. I, this explains why this happened. This explains why I act a certain way. Those childhood traumas are so deep and so buried. We we blocked. I literally blocked it out for decades. Blocked it. Had no idea it even happened until something triggered and it was like, boop, there you go. That's why it's important to go see a therapist. That's why it's important to peel Peel back the layers. Once I open up that wound, because it was shocking to me, and it was traumatizing because I, I was, was reliving it all over again, 
that's when I was like, okay. I went to someone and was like, this is what happened to me when I was eight years old. And this is why I'm reliving it in my adult life right now. How do I heal this? I don't have the answer on this podcast for you. (laughs) I do have the way that you can get it open, though. You need to make you need to open it. You need to peel that bandaid off and it's not going to be pretty. It is not going to be pretty. Because it is years of manifestation in different ways in your life. It's been playing out in your life in different ways. It's so crazy how the human brain works. I blocked that part of me out. And literally, like, I had that happen at 8. And then 10 years later, I had another traumatic experience at 18. That I remembered. (laughs) Because it was just that traumatizing But because I didn't approach the thing that happened to me at 8, when I was 18, I did the same thing, but different. Like, I blocked it. I just pushed it away. Like, oh, it's no big deal, whatever. whatever. And then I put the blame on me when it wasn't the blame. I was not to blame. So, when you're sitting down at your table or at your desk, and you're writing down these childhood traumas, and you're reliving them, you need to seek some professional help you need to see a therapist you need to reach out to another person you need to you need to tell somebody and a lot of times these traumas happen with family members it's going to open up a whole can of worms but at the end of the day it is part of your healing it is part of your healing and you and and I just and I just want to be responsible you know with telling you guys this because I've had clients that things have come up and I'm like whoa this is like I can't handle this part of your healing you need to seek professional help you need to seek uh, a counselor you need to seek a therapist you need to seek someone or you need to like Go to your mom or go to your dad or like you have to confront it in a way that you you need to confront it. And one of the things that I pray for all the time is that, you know, during these healing phases and and things that have come up, I just want things to happen in the, the gentlest, most kindest way for me and all the parties involved. And the reason that you do that is because. When you're pulling these wounds back and you're opening up these wounds and you're trying to heal it and, and resell it and stitch it up, you know, you want it to be in a kind way. You want it to be in a gentle way and you want to be forgiving. And that is the key is being forgiving because all this is is blocking you when you're not forgiving. And it's not about the other person. It's all about you and moving along in your life because you don't want to continue to repeat the same thing you've been repeating. I know for a fact that I am tired of repeating some lessons. And I know that some of you guys out here listening are as well. Because it, it keeps showing up. And you're like, why do I keep dating the same damn guy? What the hell is going on? Why am I dating the same damn woman? What is going on? And you need to ask spirit. You need to ask God, show me. There's nothing wrong with reaching out to someone. There's nothing wrong for asking for help. So many women do not report rape, sexual assault, being molested because of the backlash. And you have to be 
able to not care what anyone else thinks because this is part of your your personal healing. And when you're sitting down and you're writing down those traumas, after you write it down, after you relive it, you need to write a line at the, under the paper, underneath what you wrote, or on a separate sheet of paper, and write, "How do I heal this?" And give it to God, and give it to Spirit, and Spirit will always show you. Get in a meditative state, light a candle, and be like, "Spirit, show me what I need to do to heal this," and Spirit is going to answer every single time but you got to pay attention and you got to obey and it's going to happen for you and that is why I wanted to do this podcast this is something that's so dear to my heart I mean majority of my clients have some kind of childhood trauma that's happened to them we've all had happen to us and that's why I think that I'm so protective of my son. Like, where is he going? What is he doing? What did? How was your weekend when he's gone with his father? And I'm not saying that his father doesn't protect him. I'm not saying that because I know he does. But I'm just saying, like, where are you? What you doing? Who was there? You know what I mean? Because a lot of times things happen to you by family members. And a lot of times it's like, it's not a stranger. It's somebody that you actually know. And uh, being aware of that. You know, and, and, and another thing that I, you know, when I'm talking about children are just different nowadays, I'm very open with him. I was like, you better talk to me and tell me everything. Like, I want the lines of communication open. And uh, that's very important, being a mother, you know, a father in these day and times, because so many things are at their fingertips. Like, what are you watching on YouTube? Let me let me see this. What's going on? You know what I mean? There's so many things that they just exposed to that we didn't have at seven years old. Right? So, healing those childhood traumas. The spiritual side of that is those childhood traumas are put there for us to go through in this experience. It's hard to accept that. And for the longest time, I didn't understand that from a spiritual side. But I get it. I get it now. And when you are in a healing state, and as a healer, I am here to be the vessel to help you heal those things so you can move to the next. It's all about elevation, ascending, and moving to the next. When I do Reiki on clients, which I have to say is my very favorite thing to do, I absolutely love Reiki. I just, I can't even explain how much I love it. I can feel blockages in certain chakras that are from deep wounds. And Reiki helps with that as well. So if you have someone in your area that's a Reiki a master or practitioner, find someone that you feel is right. Like ask spirit to send you the right person or lead you to the right person because Finding a right Reiki practitioner, a Reiki master is so important because they, you guys are exchanging energy and you need to make sure the person that is performing Reiki on you is centered and clean and, and cool. And you'll know instantly because you need to use your discernment. But Reiki definitely helps with clearing those blockages that's within you spiritually and clearing them. Things are going to come up and then you know, and they seal it. 
it's a beautiful, beautiful process. And I always suggest that you do Reiki once every quarter and really just cleanse yourself and get these blockages out and let the things happen to you. Because after you have Reiki, you have a 21 day period where you are dreaming, where you are clearing and and healing. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So that's one of the things that I do as a spiritual coach is lead you in the right direction on things that you can do, right? So hopefully this podcast has helped a little bit and to let you guys know that you're on alone. There's so many different things that we have and we carry along with us from our childhood, from relationships, from all these things that we have to heal. But the number one step is that you know that you need a healing, that you know that the path that you're on is not right. That you know that, you know what, April's right. Let me figure out what it is. What's this deep womb that I need to figure out what this is so I can heal it, so I can stop repeating this cycle and being a hamster in a wheel. I want to stop repeating this cycle. I want to know what I'm doing. I need to figure it out because I don't want to spend the next five years in the same situation I was the last five years, right? This is all about elevation, growth, ascending, and moving forward. All right, let's get a close to this healing process. Well, you guys, this episode was a must-needed episode. I think that, you know, I don't have all the answers for your, your healing, but I definitely know that I can point you in the right direction. And I think that it's important that you take your healing seriously. We are spiritual beings having this human experience, and this is what we signed up for in this reincarnation. So as you go through life uh, being awakened, because my podcast is for the people that are awake. Uh, if you're listening to this and you and this is over your head, it's not meant for you. Uh, if it's not resonating to you with you, and it's okay, <laughs> because I am here to speak to my people and my tribe and the people that are awakened and know that there is more than what you see with your two eyes, and to be able to navigate through this this uh, human experience as a spiritual being, and knowing that we are divine. Knowing that we are source, knowing that we are of light, knowing that God is within us, knowing that we are more powerful than we say and know and do. Right? It took me a long time to realize my power. I think that we need to start investing with, within ourselves. We spend money on things that are material to show off for the, to the Joneses and Look, look at I got, I have this and I do this and I have that. But what is that doing for you spiritually and on your growth and on your path and, and, and things like that? Are you allowing ego to lead you? I talked about this in the last podcast. Don't be ego driven. Be spiritually driven. When you are in alignment and true alignment and you know that God is within you, spirit is within you, the universe is within you, you become extremely powerful because you have an understanding that I am the creator of this experience. It is like a veil is lifted off of you. 
And for me, I took a year off. Like, just like, I'm going to sit still and figure this shit out. Because I'm getting older. I'm raising a young son. I need to really build a foundation. And I have to not worry what other people think while I'm in isolation. I'm in isolation for my elevation. I'm in isolation for my growth. I'm in isolation so that I can be a vessel for other people. I'm in isolation because this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm in isolation because love, leading with love, is what's important, right? I wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for me having one of the biggest heartbreaks of my life. Instead of being in my woes, instead of pointing fingers, what I did was heal myself. That is the definition of a healer. That is why I'm here in this life experience. I got my life purpose because I did the work. It's time for you to do your work and do your life mission and do your life purpose. Because nobody's going to do it for you. You got to do it for your damn self. I don't know how many times I have to say this. Invest in you. Get a life coach. Get a spiritual coach. Get a therapist. Invest. Let me tell you something. For the month of December, I did 50% off services. So people can set themselves up for 2019. That is $56 a week for eight weeks and you have two months with me because this is the end of me really doing one-on-ones because I have bigger things to do I have to reach a larger amount of people and I can't continue to spread myself so thin so I make the decision that I'm going to try to pull myself out the equation and uh, come with something, come up with something digitally, which will probably not happen until the spring or summer of next year. But however, you need to utilize this time right now. Utilize this time for healing. Utilize this time to invest in you. Stop investing in things that no longer serve you. Stop investing into things that aren't helping you ascend, helping you on your spiritual path. Healing these wounds, having personal accountability, having understanding that you are bringing the things into your life. Your life is a direct reflection of your thoughts. Your life is a direct reflection of how you see yourself in the world. Stop comparing yourself to everybody else. Stop worrying about what other people might think. Stand in your truth. Stand in love and be forgiving. You guys know how to reach me? Soul1, S-O-L-E-O-N-E, at mail.com. I look forward to your emails. You guys enjoy your day. Thank you.